Well, my name is Sean Wadiemi. Most people know me as Sean, but I prefer Sean, if you can pronounce that. <laughs> Having a, cla- a cash flow management system that would allow you to pay off your debt is important. There are two ways, really, you can tackle debt. You can tackle debt using the high interest first, or you can use a snowball method. Personally, I prefer the snowball method because of the psychological effect of small gains, achieving small gains along the way of being completely debt-free. But sometimes debt is just a symptom, and you can solve the symptom without necessarily solving the problem. When you do that, that is just solve the problem, the problem usually comes back. So the question you have to ask yourself is, how did I get into debt? Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. And choose your host, Sheon Adeyemi, President and Senior Financial Planner at SA Capital Advisors. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're looking for more information, you can find us on sacapital.ca. Now, let's talk about today's episode. An effective way to create a work and spending plan is to understand that money can only be spent in four ways. Live, give, owe, grow. Last episode, we talked about live. and this episode, we're going to talk about owe. Now, when it comes to owing, there are actually two sections to it. That's taxes and debt. Let's talk about taxes for a minute. Going back to the ancient wisdom of the Bible, we read one of Jesus' most famous financial one-liners. He said, then give to Caesars what's Caesars and to God's what's God's. In effect, Jesus was saying, pay your taxes. See, taxes is unfortunately one of those areas of contention that both believers and non-believers alike do not like. But I think we have to change our mindset on that because the reality is this taxes are evidence of God's provision. They reflect God's provision in our lives. Those who don't owe taxes, those who don't pay taxes don't make any money. And so we begrudgingly pay taxes, but I believe that that's a wrong mindset to have because taxes are evidence of God's provision. So would you rather have no income, no tax? And I'm not talking about tax planning for, I'll come back to that in a minute. Or would you rather have some income, some tax? I believe 100% of us are gonna choose to have some income, so we have taxes. Then why do we see taxes in a negative light? Now, Tax reduction is a legitimate goal, but should never be the tail that wags the dog. For example, it's unwise to leverage a large portion of your home or to have a bigger home or bigger mortgage that you can afford just so you can take the interest deduction on your taxes. My rule of thumb is that you should never make a decision based on a tax deduction. And you never expect to get a free tax deduction either. I think taxes are something we need to pay with gratitude. I've heard people make statements like, well, I took on this debt so I can write it off. Um, 
I'm going to finance my car so I can write off the interest. I'm going to get a bigger mortgage so I can write off the interest. But one thing we seem to forget is this debt is always paid off with after-tax dollars. Always. Yes, you may be able to write off the interest, but the principal still has to be paid. And so taxes should not, um, avoiding taxes should not be a reason why you make certain financial decisions. I think that's having it backwards. Scripture tells us, you know what? Give to Caesar what Caesar's and give to God what's God. Tax avoidance is sinful and does not honor God. We pray for God to bless our work. We pray for God to bless the work of our hands. But we often dishonor him when he does provide and bless us. I'll give you an example. I've had people ask me, well, will you take cash so I don't pay the taxes? 100% of the time, I always tell them no. Why? Because by taking cash, I'm taking it under the table. And that means I get to choose whether or not to declare that income. And for me, I find that wrong because one, God's provided me with that income. And if God's provided me with that income and the government says, well, for making that income, you have to pay X amount of tax, then that's what the government requires of me. And so because of that, choosing not to pay the taxes on it by telling them, well, yeah, you can pay me cash is actually dishonoring to God. Because God's the, God, you have to remember this. God owns it all. And God is a provider. So if God has provided you that income, it only honors him to declare that income, even if you have to pay taxes on it. So when I accept cash, one, I'm obviously aiding that attitude. I'm aiding that mindset by saying it's okay to avoid taxes. It's okay. No, it's not. We can, we can rationalize it as, as much as possible. We can try to justify it to say, well, the government doesn't spend our money well, or the government just goes into debt. You know what? God has given us this government, so regardless of whether or not we agree or disagree with it, has given them, has given them authority over us. And we have to honor that, and we have to respect that. Scripture talks about respecting the authorities he's placed in our lives. And I think that's an important mindset. It's, a, it's an important thought process that we need to have is that if the government requires us to um, declare certain things or or pay certain taxes, we may not like the way the government um, is spending. You may not like the way the government is spending your money. But guess what? God has called you to be a part of this society, to be a part of this economy and being a part of this economy. He's also called you to pay your taxes. And so making money under the table and taking cash and are the little ways we dishonor God without realizing it. And so if we know that these things are wrong, rather than try to avoid it, we just have to plan for it. And that is, and there's nothing wrong with that. The government expects us to do tax planning. The government expects us to uh, the, the government has given us some tools and some vehicles and, and some strategies that you can use to not completely eliminate your tax, but at least reduce it. And so I think that's where we 
as believers need to approach it as taxes are rightfully legitimate because the government expects us to pay it because if you don't pay your taxes and the government catches you they'll fine you and if you don't and if you don't pay your fine in some cases it can actually result in going to jail and i don't think that honors god in any way and so if you've been avoiding that if you've been doing that i i would encourage you and i would plead with you to look at these things from a different perspective rather than avoid it i would plead with you to actually plan for it to actually sit down with a, either with a tax professional with an accountant or even with a person like myself and say you know what i i i believe i have to pay this taxes what are the legitimate ways that the government has provided to at least reduce the taxes i have to pay and i believe that as we begin to do these things uh, we begin to see God's hand, God opened doors in many ways. When my mindset began to change years ago on taxes and I, I began to get challenged on these things and convicted. And it wasn't always easy because I'm seeing all this money go um, and I'm like, and it hurts. It hurts to just <laughs> to pay because taxes or owing is is consumptive in nature, meaning that there's no returns, there's no rewards for it that we can actually tangibly hold on to. And yes, I know that sometimes that that hurts or that it hurts your pocket. But I believe by honoring God, we are essentially giving it back to God and saying, you know what, I believe you're going to provide for me and I'm going to honor you in whatever way I can. And if that's to pay your taxes, then that's to pay your taxes. And so finally, I believe paying taxes help us to remember to be grateful for the freedoms and protections we enjoy as Canadian citizens. And I think and once we begin to realize it as gifts from God, because we're in an economy, we're in an environment whereby we get a lot of things that people in other parts of the world do not have access to. I know places where people don't have access to clean drinking water, don't have access to um, reliable electricity. I think we need to remember these blessings when we pay our taxes, the health care we have, a lot of good things that we get, uh, for the most part, good roads we have. These things that we have are blessings from God. And once we begin to see these blessings from God, it begins to help us um, change our perspective on paying taxes. So that's on taxes. Now let's talk about debt. Most, Unfortunately, most Canadians struggle with some debt of some form, whether that's credit card, whether that's school debt, whether that's auto. And some of that are unavoidable. If, for instance, you had to take go to go to school for your first degree and you had to take on student loan debt, that was unavoidable. But even with debt, there are certain things that we can do to either eliminate it or avoid it. I mentioned uh, one of the four basic principles is avoiding the use of debt because debt always presumes upon the future. Proverbs 22, 7 says the rituals over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. James four thirteen to 16, I'm just going to read 13, says, come now, 
you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. So debt presumes upon the future. Having a, a cash flow management system that would allow you to pay off your debt is important. There are two ways, really, you can tackle debt. You can tackle debt using the high interest first, or you can use a snowball method. Personally, I prefer the snowball method because of the psychological effect of small gains, achieving small gains along the way of being completely debt-free. But sometimes debt is just a symptom, and you can solve the symptom without necessarily solving the problem. When you do that, that is just solve the problem, the problem usually comes back. So the question you have to ask yourself is, how did I get into debt? How do you get into debt? And sometimes it could have been leg legitimate debt, such as going to school, losing your job for an extended period of time, a medical emergency, or something catastrophic. But most times, however, it's a spiritual principle that has been violated. Some of those reasons could be one, lack of communication between couples. See, when couples are not on the same page with regards to their finances, their values, and their goals, this often leads to debt. Sometimes it's a result of um, lack of self-esteem or lack of self-control, where you don't feel good unless you're spending money. Sometimes it's keeping up appearances. I've seen too many people project a certain lifestyle. You know, expensive cars, nice houses. But once you peek under the hood, it's a lifestyle sustained by debt. And that's a dangerous place to be because I said at the beginning, debt always presumes upon the future. Attempting to leave like the Joneses. Some people are an emergency away from financial ruin. It's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. And I'm sure you've heard of Murphy's Law, which in essence is saying is anything that can happen Anything that can go wrong will all begin to go wrong at the same time. I've seen this. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a witness to this. And the word of God does not say that is sinful. But teaches us to avoid it as, as much as possible. Some of the reasons we get into debt is. Entitlement mentality. I deserve a break today. I deserve this car. I deserve this house. I work so hard. So I deserve this vacation. You fill in the blanks. And though you can justify it. When you really look at it, it boils down to a lack of contentment. When there's no contentment with what you have. There's always an insatiable desire to get more and to get more. The problem is when you don't have the means to sustain that desire, it often leads to debt. And that's why your worldview is so important. Because I think once you tackle that, once you, once you tackle your worldview on, on money and debt, it becomes easier to treat the problem. It becomes easier to eliminate debt. So what about new debt decisions? Yes, you've been in debt. You, you've, you have debt. Well, like I said, a, a, a cash flow system to help you get out of debt is important. If you can do that by yourself, I think um, that's great. But there are professionals out there that can help you.
But let's talk about new debt for a re- for for a minute. What safeguards do you have in place that will ensure that debt is only used as a tool when it makes sense? See, over the years, I have boiled down my debt advice to four guiding principles. When you when you're thinking about taking on a debt, please consider these things. Common sense. See, for borrowing to make sense, the economic reward of the debt needs to be greater than the economic cost. Another way to say it is this, what you're purchasing needs to grow in value, like home ownership. Now, I know some some can, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way in the sense that just because buying a home, for the most part, it's a it's a appreciating asset. But even that has to be done with wisdom. Taking on a bigger mortgage than you can afford or a house that you can afford just because it's an asset that's going to grow in value is not wise either. There's also car payments. For you to take on debt, it has to make financial sense. I'm not a big fan of financing cars. I think it's one of the worst debts we can carry. This is because cars do not grow in value, but rather they depreciate in value. Unfortunately, I find too many families who have their net worth tied to depreciating assets like cars. So when you're taking on debt, one of the, one of the questions you always have to ask yourself is, this, does this make economic value? Does this make economic reward? The excuse I often get for car debt as well is t- it, it, it's tax deductible. I can write it off my taxes. Well, not really. Because every debt is paid off with after-tax dollars. Yes, you can write it off, but all you can write off really is the interest. You still have to pay the principal. What that means is this. The cost that you're using to pay off the principal, is meaning you're, it means you're taking money off the table from something else that you can use that money for. Debt is consumptive in nature. Another principle to consider before taking on new debt is a guaranteed way to pay it. If you can repay the debt by either selling something of greater value and paying off the debt, considering all the cost there is, in some cases it makes sense. For instance, if you purchase an investment property using debt, then the value of the property must be significantly higher than the debt you use to acquire the property. Now, I wouldn't count your primary income as a, as a, as a guaranteed way because, like I said, that is depending on the future. That's a presumption on the future. One other guiding principle is peace of heart and peace of mind. A good way to determine your level of peace is to examine three questions. Is The first is, why am I doing what I'm doing? Does what I'm doing violate an ethical or spiritual principle? And do I have peace in my heart about this purchase or decision? A fourth, a fourth guiding principle, especially if you're married, is unity. Is unity with your spouse. You need to be certain that you and your spouse have unity about the decision you're making. Communication is key. Taking the time to explore all the issues with your spouse before you take on any debt is important. Because at the end of the day, every financial decision ultimately is a values or heart decision. And I believe debt decisions can be the trickiest because it's very easy to justify why we need certain things or we need certain experiences. Our hearts can sometimes lead us to unwise choices if we don't take the time to examine our motives, if we don't take the time to examine the heart behind it. 
we have to be careful not to take on the world's view of debt and lifestyle and look at what God says. Otherwise, the lines can get very blurry. God, God's word is full of wisdom on every decision we make regarding debt. The more we dig in, the more we find wisdom and clarity. My encouragement to you is to move consistently in the direction of debt elimination over time. You may have accumulated a lot of debt now, but you have to get to a point where you say enough is enough. I have to get out of debt. And the first decision, the first way to get out of debt is to stop getting into debt. And if you need help, come talk to us. Come talk to me. Come talk to any one of us on the SA Capital team. We would love to sit down with you and, and walk you through these things. Some of the things that are going to have to change is your mindset, is, is your worldview in debt. Because I believe that that's really what the problem is. Once you can change your worldview in debt and begin to look at things from, from what God says about it, and you begin to question your heart and your motives, then it's sustainable. You can stay out of debt. And there's a lot of help and there's a lot of support. There's a lot of resources, a lot of tools that we can give you to help you with um, as, you, as, you, as you take that journey. Uh, we would love to help you. And uh, just remember this, debt is consumptive in nature. Today we talked about one of the four ways you can spend your money on. We talked about owing, we talked about taxes. We need to see taxes as evidence of God's provision and paid with gratitude. And when it comes to debt, we need to see and look at debt the way God sees it. Avoid the use of debt. Doesn't mean that there aren't legitimate circumstances or situations that require us to take in debt, but we need to use wisdom in making the decisions. That's all for this episode. Remember, each step you take helps you to become dollar savvy. Thank you so much for listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. You can find us at sacapital.ca slash podcast. And you can reach us at 1-888-365-8883, extension 377. Or send us an email at podcast at sacapital.ca. You've been listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Adeyemi. Thank you. Hey, I'm Anthony B. Mitchell, co-owner of Madden & Mitchell Media and producer of the Dollar Savvy Podcast. Shayun and the SA Capital team want to thank you for tuning in. It's appreciated so much that we want to give you a chance to win a gift card prize. If you're hearing this, you completed the first step by listening to the podcast. For the second step, you'll have to email this episode's code. Email the code to be entered into the draw. The winner will be announced on the next episode. Please email podcast at sacapital.ca to claim your prize before the following Wednesday set from the release date of this podcast. You can view more details in the description or in the latest Essay Capital newsletter. This episode's code is savings. Madden and Mitchell Media.